So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas hey you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and rachel griman Each week, a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings, maximizing profits, and breaking through your limiting beliefs. Welcome to 2024, my friends. Today, we're talking about the one behavior to change. You change this one behavior of yours in 2024, and you're going to make it the best year ever. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is coming from not just personal experience, but observed experiences around, I would say, my most successful peers, the people that I look around and they're just doing things, Rachel, people like you, Mm -hmm. Uh, people in this industry, I look around and they're just making, they're making life happen. Um, They've changed this behavior. And Mm -hmm. for some, it came a little bit more naturally uh, than for others. Uh, But the beautiful thing about what we're going to talk about today is that you can absolutely learn to do this. You can Mm -hmm. make shifts and you can can learn to do this. Uh, It's a decision away. It really is. It's probably many decisions away each day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's it's something that you can practice. You can actually just practice this. And and you can play with it. It's it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be something that is is so heavy-handed. And I would encourage you to to play with what we're going to talk about today. And so, um, Rachel, you've got such a uh, when when we kind of were talking about this off air, you told me a story of what you're up to, and I was like, this is, mm-hmm. this is perfect. I want to throw I want to throw it over to you, Rachel, and and I want I want you to share with everyone um, what we're up to. Where you, sorry, what you're up to, been up to. And, uh, and that'll launch us into actually explaining what it is we're talking about. Yeah. So, well, should I just say what we're talking about? No, not yet. <laughs> okay. Tell, tell us what you're Keep up to. Keep them on the line. Yeah, Keep them right. on the line. Yeah. Okay. So I was reading an article. Just kidding. I was watching a TikTok. <laughs> and this girl had a really great idea. And um, I've talked about it on the podcast before how I like to take a day at a coffee shop at the end of the year or the beginning of year and kind of reflect back and look forward. And I like to journal my thoughts and my feelings about what happened and about what I want over the next year. And so I was at the coffee shop doing that. And I decided I was going to take this girl's advice. And she said to write a memoir about the year ahead as if you are looking back on it. Hmm. So I had to get myself in the headspace of December 31st, 2024, and pretend that I was looking back on what happened this year. 
And I wrote like six pages in my journal of just everything that happened this year, what I was proud of, what I was grateful for, and what I was excited about, about what was coming. And it was really specific things about our family. You know, my son is... Um, hopefully going to ring the bell in November to be cancer free and done with treatment. So I wrote a lot about that. Um, I wrote a lot. I want to start a vending machine business this year. I'm going to buy two vending machines, one for each of my kids and have that be their college fund. I want to like teach them how to like run a business. Um, and so I wrote about that. My husband's going on a silent retreat in Italy in April. So I wrote about like how grateful I was that he got to do that and how transformative it was for him. And then I wrote a lot of goals about my business that I'm not going to reveal because they're too exciting. (laughs) Um, But I wrote about, you know, how I was grateful to have the time and space this year to reach those goals and to go after them. And so obviously this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. This is getting me in the headspace of this is what's going to happen to me this year. And I am already going to tell the universe that I'm grateful that it was provided to me, the universe, God, whatever you believe in. Um, And basically it was my way of asking for what I want to happen this year. Hmm. And I'm referring back to it. um, And I'm reminding myself of what I want. And it gets me in the headspace every week about how to keep taking steps toward that reality. Yes. Asking for what you want. And I love how Rachel has done this at the highest of levels of like asking God, asking the universe for the things that she wants in life. I coach uh, so many photographers who, you know, they just really struggle with speaking, like speaking mm-hmm. up for themselves or for their artwork yeah, or for their pricing and just asking for what it is that we want. And, you know, and I can come from a number of things. I think probably at its core is, is uh, a people pleasing mentality. You don't want to be a dis- like a disruption. You don't want to like ask mm-hmm. and, and like, what if they say, no, you don't want to like, there's a lot of shame there. There's a lot of, of uh, stuff we've carried probably from asking for things as a kid and, and getting rejected. And, mm-hmm. and, and so we've learned to not ask for shit. Right. And, right. and I think it can come from different core beliefs about ourselves. Yes. Um, and I think some of us just don't want to seem like a bother. Yes. Others of us want to seem self-sufficient. Mm. Um, others of That's us want to seem like we already have it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and there's plenty more, but the core fear or the core hesitation is probably different for all of us. Mm-hmm. And we're probably not going to hit the nail on the head with all of those, but the result is the same. The mm. result is that people are not asking for what they want. And which means you're probably reducing your chances of getting it by at least 50%. That's a scientific statistic, by the way. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you don't ask, your opportunities are at least cut in half. You will continue to receive what you settle for. Ooh, and I, 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 we're going to give some examples of some things you can ask for, but I, I really, when I say you will continue to receive what you settle for, like, like when I mentioned play at the intro of this, one of the ways that you can practice this, um, is, uh, and, and I don't know if this is for you, maybe this is a personal one for myself, but like, uh, I have such a hard time when I'm out at a restaurant and they mess up something like something doesn't come out quite right. It's not, it's not what I asked for. It's not how we ordered it. It's, it's a little bit different. Like I just take it. 
I settle, mm-hmm. I settle for it. Right. And then I, and it continues to happen. <laughs> and then I'm, and then and I'm over here. Like, I loved it. Perfect. It goes so fucking good. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, and so I want to actually encourage you and this is a really specific example, but I think it's one that we, we see, we encounter it a lot in life is, is with coffee shops and with, with restaurants or whatever serve is, is like, I want to encourage you to, to ask, like to ask for, for that, that thing to come back, maybe the way that you did or, and listen, there's ways that you can do this without being a jerk. There's ways that you can do this totally. with grace for for the staff and for the people who are preparing things because we're all just people. We're all, we make mistakes, right? So we can ask with grace, but we can also still ask for the things that we not only want, but but are paying for, right? And so like, I think the, the, the service one is a great place to kind of dip your toes into, oh shit, I just, I just asked for something like I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. right? Um, I want to get into some examples of, of ways that you could just, we're just going to spitball just some different places in your business that, uh, I want to encourage you to begin to ask for the things that you want. And, um, and before you get into that, Ben, yeah. I think that's a really good example because we're going to talk about businesses, business today and ways you can ask for things as a business owner, but a great way to practice is in your personal life. Mm. Mm-hmm. So maybe starting with like Ben said, returning food at a restaurant, asking your partner for something you need, asking your parents for something you need, asking a friend for something that you need, asking for help. It is a muscle that you build. Mm. And so if you start with people that, you know, already care about you, it might feel a little bit easier. So and I think that's where you start. And for the people who have, who have partners, you know, I, I've been married now for, Oh God, I think we're going on 14 years, but like, um, to, to ask for support, when you need it in the business, and that may look like childcare. It may look like time away. Maybe you feel guilty that like you're not spending time with your partner when the kids are all down and it's just you two, but you're in the business. Like, like, but just ask for things or ask for the, again, this, maybe you need some extra time. Hey, can you take care of the kids? And I know that a lot of times the a response that I often hear is like, well, they should, they should just know if they really cared, if they really love me, they would just know that this is what I need right now. Mm-hmm. And they're not. And so they don't want to do it. And so I don't want to ask to become a bird. No, that's all just, it's, it's, it's all BS. If it, like they, they shouldn't know necessarily. Right. They, it's, right. it's not just make, just make the request. And yeah. that's what it something, is. It's a request. Yeah, it's not a demand. Partner, right. Right. Something my partner and I, my partner, my husband and I have found to be very useful in this scenario is to ask for the boundary, not to ask for help, but just to say, I need this. Mm. What can I do to make that possible? Mm. Like I need this from you. What do you need from me? If I'm getting that from you, Mm. like what, what makes this feel equitable? What makes this feel good? How does this feel like an equal exchange of energy? Because usually when I'm asking him for something, it's a sacrifice on his part. So then I try to also sacrifice something to make his life a little bit better and a little bit easier. Mm. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes it's just, I'm in a sprint right now in work and I know that you're not, so you need to step in here. Um, But usually if we can kind of figure out ways to give each other the space that we need to feel healthy and good, it feels like we're striking a deal rather than like doing favors for each other. Mm, Yeah. You know, even as we're talking about this, one of the best things that you can ask for is actually ask permission to help somebody else. Like, especially as we're talking about partnerships, like, Mm. like, like to ask, how can I help you? Um, Like, what what can I do to support you uh, in this way, in this lane? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, and this goes hand in hand with like business partnerships. If you're trying to create meaningful business partnerships, one of my favorite questions to ask other business owners is what's one of your, you know, your biggest dreams for 2024? What's something on the horizon that's coming up for you? Um, that, and then I love to hear about it. And then my follow-up mm -hmm. usually, depending on what it is, is like, how can I help you to, to do that? How can I help you make this happen? And, um, and then actually do the thing, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's, if there's a way that you can do it, you know, actually follow through. Actually do it. Yeah. Um, Rachel, I love the direction that we're going to start with kind of this kind of personal space. This is a bit of a blend here too, but like, I see a lot of photographers that are alone that they, they, they don't have those photo friends They they lack community. They, mm -hmm. they lack friendships, um, in or out of this industry. And I think it's hard being adults, right? It's like, you know, yeah. I'm 37 <laughs> and like, yeah. Well, I, I think, I think we make it hard. I think we make up a lot of stories. And so it's definitely, it's hard for us to just to ask for things, but like, it can be so fun. And this is where I want to go back to play. I think it can be really fun to just recognize that I'm just some 37 year old kid, more or less. Mm -hmm. And so I love to recognize that become really self-aware of it and then enter into a space like, Hey, um, man, I think you're kind of cool and it'd be cool yes. to be friends with you yes. <laughs> and yeah. just to like play with that idea of like asking for friendship like you know what 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 does that look like <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and I've been on the receiving end giving end of that before people reaching out to be friends and I have absolutely reached out to try to be friends with somebody in adulthood and there's so much vulnerability there that when it has happened to me I have always respected the vulnerability so much yeah. like it is an instant attraction to another person to me the fact that they were willing to be vulnerable and put themselves out there and when I have done that to other people I try to tell myself the same thing like vulnerability is an attractive quality yeah. and if I can be honest with them that and if that is attractive to them in a friend, then it's an easy match. And if it's not, then we probably weren't going to be friends. Yeah. You know, um, we'll kind of transition this even into now some business stuff, but like even the podcast, you know, pre Rachel, um, I was doing interviews. People were like, there was always like this, this like, oh, it'd be so cool to be on the six figure podcast. I'm like, do you know how you do it? Does anybody have any ideas of how you do it? You ask. You just, like, I, I just did. get an I email asked. that's like, hey, can, uh, can I? Yeah, Rachel, you just asked. You just sent me some cold mm -hmm. email and you're like, hi, this, I'm Rachel. I yeah, hope divers do this. I did not know who you were. Yeah. And you just asked me. And then I was like, sure, mm -hmm. let's do it. Okay, yeah. cool. No, you know what was so intimidating? I asked you because I pitch podcasts all the time. And I like made yours an extra special email because you were like obviously one of the larger photography podcasts and I wanted to beat any other copywriters that were mm -hmm. trying to get on your podcast. So I like spent some extra time on it and I had just launched a new website. It was 2019. I remember this so specifically. And you were like, yeah, let's do it. Um, by the way, the most important button on your homepage is broken. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like damn it. <laughs> yes. I literally just, I, re I remember putting in the email, I wanted to wait until my new brand launched to reach out to you because I wanted to show you the better version of yeah, what yeah, I got yeah. going on. So you went to look at it and you were like, it was it was not a critique it was more of just effort. like a trying to no, like just help so you out nice. like hey you just you know nice. i don't want you to yes. yeah you were so nice about it and you still had me on but i remember being like Ugh. and even though i asked imperfectly with a broken button on the most important spot on my homepage, yeah. ben still said yes and you know what when he came back to me 
three years later and sent me a cold DM being like, Hey, no, we haven't talked in a long time, but (laughs) would you have any interest in co-hosting my podcast with me? It was a very easy yes for me. And it, it doesn't have to be perfect. Asking imperfectly, if that's the best you've got is the best thing you can do. Yeah. I love it. So there's a lot of spaces for photographers and really we don't need to beat this up, Rachel. I think we've given people uh, a lot of just like maybe permission, um, instruction mm-hmm. and encouragement to, to, to take these things, but to just spitball some of the spaces yeah. in, in their business. Um, you know, maybe to, you, you start us off and we'll just kind of go back and forth here for a sec. Yeah, I think a really easy one is second shooting if you're just starting out. I've seen posts in Ben's group where people say, how do I get into second shooting? Well, you reach out to a photographer, tell them who you are, show them your best stuff, and you ask them if you can be one of their second shooters. You ask them if you can be on the list. Maybe you ask five different photographers in your area, but you personalize the email, you make it about them, and you just ask. There is no secret formula for getting to be a second shooter. It's just the fact that someone asked one time. Yeah. And then those five will say no, maybe. And so yeah. then you ask some more, it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, lucky for you, there's thousands in your city. <laughs> yeah. And you, and then like, it just takes one guys. Mm-hmm. Cause then you yep. use that one and to build some experience and to actually build some relationships Yeah, to then get you into the next one. And then now that you're starting to get some credibility here and like, you're not like a liability, it makes sense that people say no, by the way, has nothing to do with you. Can I just, actually quick tangent. Yeah. This is not going to be a quick tangent. (laughs) When the answer is no, it has nothing to do with you. Yes. When the answer is no, it doesn't mean anything. When the answer is no, you are not unlovable. You are not a bother. You're not a pest. When the answer is no, because they didn't even say no, but they just ghosted you. They didn't even reply. It means nothing. Right. It just, it's not personal. Mm -hmm. It's, it's absolutely not about you. Right. And I want to encourage you to if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, well, it feels fucking personal to me, Ben. <laughs> I totally get that, by the way. Very valid feeling. Very valid feeling. I, I want to invite you to read a book called The Four Agreements. Ooh, it's a good one. I want to invite you to read the book called The Four Agreements. It has nothing to do with you. You got to mm-hmm. let it go. All right. Uh, even so, here, let's go back to the list now. Sorry, that was the tangent. Yeah, go back, Ben. What's next? Um, you know, I, I see a lot of times they see other people doing things and they're like, well, how do I do that? Fuck if I know, just ask. Like, I don't know. <laughs> do like ask them how they got the thing or like, you know, there'll be a school that has like, they're doing a, a silent auction to support whatever. Like, well, how do I, how do I find these schools that are doing these things? Go contact schools and ask them, Hey, do you guys have any volunteer opportunities? Do you guys have any ways that, uh, I could become a sponsor for, you know, I don't know, just ask these things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think another thing that you could do is ask for affiliates, um, or to be an ambassador for certain companies. If you use them and you're growing a following and you know that you could be an asset to them, um, you literally just find the contact email and you reach out and say, Hey, here's my credentials. I'm obsessed with your product. Can I please have an affiliate code so I can sell it for you? Yeah. Love it. Ask why people didn't hire you. Like a lot of times people are like, they're wondering, I don't understand. Everything was perfect. We hit it off. We had a great phone call. 
And then they just, then, and then they, they went with somebody else. I saw my friend got the gig. Like, why didn't they hire me? I don't know. You should ask them. You, you should go back and ask them. You should go ask why, how can, you know, Hey, I just curious. I'm trying to always improve. Like there's, there's ways to ask these kind of questions gracefully. Hey, I, I'm so excited that you found a photographer. Um, and I'm really happy for you guys. I'm always looking to improve myself and my business. And I was, um, curious as uh, to why you went in a different direction. Yep. That's it. And this, and maybe write a template, fun. write a template and send it to every inquiry that does not come back to you. Yeah. And you will get a wealth of information and knowledge about what you can do differently to close more deals. Um, okay. Uh, getting on preferred vendor lists. This is a huge one. People are always asking how there are entire courses for photographers about how to do this. And I do not think it's magic. I think it's talking to somebody at that venue and being like, hey, what would you like to see from me um, to get a spot? Like, what do you want to see in my portfolio? Who do I need to talk to? You know, they're going to be pretty clear with you about what they're looking for because they know what they're looking for in preferred vendors. They have a list of them. So they're just going to tell you the quote unquote secret information to get there. Mm. And maybe the last one. Um, ask for the sale. Mm. When you're talking with a client, when you're on the phone, when you're in a consultation and you go over everything and then you go over pricing, don't just say, Hey, just, you know, take this. And you know, when you guys decide, you know, reach out and let me know, like ask yeah. for the thing that you want. Like I tell people, uh, if I like them, I will let them know I like you and I want to photograph your wedding. Would you like me to be your photographer? Ask for what you want. I just, right there, just mm -hmm. may I be your photographer? Everybody uh, listening just started sweating. But why, <laughs> Ben, is this so important? Why is it important for you to ask for like the sale? Yeah, like rather than saying at the end of the call, like I guarantee you 90% of the people listening do this. They say, you know what? I'm going to give you some time, chew on it, sleep on it, talk to people about it. And you just let me know. You just let me know when what you're thinking. Why is that a bad ending versus would you like me to be your photographer? Well, there's any number of reasons that we could kind of go down. I feel like you're going for something. I don't know if I'll hit it. So you'll have to fill in the gaps here. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things is that like people want to know that they're wanted and that, that you actually want the thing that's in front. It's kind of reminds mm -hmm. you of like back in middle school when you get the note that says like, I like you. Do you like me? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. well, I didn't a second ago, but now I fucking do. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I, I think people want to know that like, Hey, like that they're wanted. I think also People, uh, they, they, it, when you do it in the right tone and the right energy with the right conviction and heart, and you actually stand up for the thing that you want and you say, Hey, I'd love to be your photographer. Would you like me? Would you like me to be your photographer? Um, I think there's a lot of, I think it's really attractive and confident and, and respectable. And, and when you do it the right way, people are like, Hey, totally get it. I really, I'd, I'd love to, I, I would love to just mm -hmm. say yes right now. However, I do need some time or whatever. Like they'll tell right. you otherwise. Right. But I found it to be like a, uh, a really great thing to actually do that most yeah. people don't yeah. do. Cause they're so squirmy and they just can't yes. stand yes. up for I themselves. The confidence piece is yes. so important. And it's then, confident to put yourself on the line like that. Yes. Just like I said before, vulnerability is important Yes. and vulnerability can also come across as really confident if you're willing to do it. Yes. Uh, yes. And it's such a, it's such a paradox 
the confidence mm-hmm. in vulnerability. I love that. The, the other thing is, you know, um, you've got to keep the ball because if yeah. you don't actually <laughs> ask them and you don't actually get to some sort of response, some sort of answer. Now, when we end the call, you're just going to be wondering, when do I, like, when do I follow up with them? Do they follow up with me? Who, who pings right. who? And to, should I message them? Should I text them? Should I call them? Should I email them? How many times am I now bothering them? And you leave it into this kind of this weird, like no man's land where you don't want to put pressure on the client in that moment. And so, and in doing so, you then put pressure on them for the next two weeks as you keep right. like reaching back out, like, and now you're reaching out with weird excuses. Hey, just in case this went to spam, you know, if, right. I figured I'd say so now you're just making shit up. Anyhow, what were you trying to get at for why? That's exactly what I was trying to get at the oh. confidence piece. Oh, okay, cool. Because I think, and, um, over in the mastermind chat, Angela says that she also adds, um, what you usually say is I'd regret it if I didn't ask. Yeah. And I think it's just another way of instilling, um, confidence in them that you know what you're doing and that you've done this a time or two before and that you're confident in yourself enough to put it on the line like that. Mm-hmm. And it separates you from the pack. If they're having this conversation with another photographer, they're going to feel the difference in somebody bold enough to say, do you want me to be your photographer versus somebody that says, you know what, whatever you want, you just let me know. You let me know whenever you have like thoughts and figured it out, you know, yeah. and it feels very different on the receiving end of that. And, and again, there's ways that you can let people know again with, with conviction and heart and compassion and vulnerability that you want to be the photographer and you can ask them that without it being something that you are then pressuring them. Like there's no incentive. There's no, like, if you tell me right now, I will also give you $200 off. It's not that (laughs) it's literally just like, I just would like to know right now. I'm, I, I think it'd be really cool if we knew right now. Um, so (laughs) anyhow, Hey y'all ask for the things that you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, please. And, and the book again that I was uh, recommending is called the four agreements. It's a great audio book too. And it's a pretty speedy one. Um, it probably comes in just maybe at about an hour on, on yeah. audible. Uh, and so it's not long. Uh, I, and if you've already read it, reread it, re-listen to it. It's a great annual, uh, kind of a read. Okay. Um, thanks for hanging out with us and, uh, and, and letting us kind of, uh, challenge you in this way. Yeah. Until next week. (laughs) Keep showing up. And be kind to yourself. Bye.